All right, open segment here. Here's the plan for the show. Tom Brady, Conference Championships, College Basketball, and some Celtics. So as we'll pick up on throughout the rest of this episode, we recorded the first part of this, obviously, after the Brady retirement news broke and recorded the second part of this clearly before the Brady retirement news broke. So John and I will go for a little over 23 minutes discussing Tom Brady, and then we will rewind to the main part of the episode with Rohit Bijan and myself, where we discuss the 49ers-Rams matchup for about 12 minutes, Bengals-Chiefs game for about seven minutes, and then some other NFL topics for about seven minutes before we hit on college basketball, Gabriel Davis, and then the Celtics. And the audio for the Celtics is cut from before we officially began the show, so it might seem more informal, but it's all right. It works out, so don't worry about that. Two more notes on that I want to mention. One, Syracuse basketball came through last night uh, behind a 55-point second-half explosion with Buddy Beheim totally in his element, you know, making shots. You know, he has this thing where he just he sizes up a defender. All these teams put bigger defenders on him, and he crosses them over, backs them down, spins around, and and somehow he always just finds a way to put the ball in the hoop. Uh, Cole Swider finally playing with confidence there in the second half, making, and then Joe Girard making mid-range shots. Good energy minutes from Frank Anselm off the bench, you know, with with Jesse Edwards in foul trouble. And then the zone actually creating deflections and steals. It was a huge bounce-back performance from the Orange to show that they at least have a pulse in the seemingly lost season. Also, by the way, attendance record. Over 23,000 stu- um, total fans last night. That's the most in college basketball this season for any any school, anywhere. Uh, and also, of course, Giannis and Tanatsis were in attendance. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, and then the other note is that my audio for the main portion of the episode is pretty quiet as I was using new headphones, Rose. So it's kind of the disparity there with between Ro and I, but it's all right. Um, so that's that. Enjoy the episode. It's a good one. And enjoy the football today. Thank you. For listening to clean the boards all right it's the afternoon of saturday january 29th and uh seemingly ostensibly tom brady has retired from football the nfl less than two hours ago um blowing up on social media as 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 it would be as i would imagine it would have been and, and it is um John, um, I, you missed the show that we did a few hours ago that will be, you know, this whole thing will be coming out tomorrow where one of my questions to Bijan was, Tom Brady, will he retire? Will we be doing an emergency podcast if he does? And and I, I mentioned selfishly as a fan, I'd like him to return one last run, but, you know, it's his decision. John, what's what was your what's your reaction right now amidst all these reports on uh, his retirement? Yeah, so um, you know, obviously, he meant so much to the game, uh, and obviously, as a football fan, I'm very disappointed that uh, he did retire. However, I'm very thankful for all the moments I got to watch uh, him in New England and the two Super Bowls I got to witness. Super Bowl against the Falcons is currently the best day of my life. Um, so there's obviously that, but. Um, you know, also, uh, overall, I think, um, I don't know, I think it's very confusing, his retirement, um, especially because he didn't announce it. Um, and now, as me and Austin were discussing before this, uh, two of Tom Brady's verified accounts deleted the posts about him retiring. And his agent uh, just tweeted out a long response to Adam Schefter saying, 
there's a lot of like basically there, there's a lot of accurate and inaccurate in, uh, reports out there. And Tom Brady is the only one who's gonna like know and say about his future. Um, so now there's people like wondering, wow, maybe is, is he just trolling us? I still think obviously he does retire. Um, I don't know how these sources get leaked without him saying it. So obviously I think he is retiring, but um, it's interesting that uh, people are starting to go towards 50-50 again due to all the like misinformation uh, uh, out there. Yeah, so there's a lot of sift through. As you're bringing this up, actually, John, it's reminding me of Thursday's class, JNL 211, where, or maybe it was Tuesday, when um, apparently 50% of the information of a big breaking news story is going to be wrong right off the bat. And I guess that's mm. kind of what we're dealing with right here, real-world example. Um, Don, Don Yee, Brady's agent, as you mentioned, uh, this was from Adam Schefter from 3.33 p.m., Quote, I understand the advanced speculation about Tom's future without getting into the accuracy or inaccuracy of what's being reported. Tom will be the only person who expresses plans with complete accuracy. He knows the realities of the football business and planning calendar as well as anybody. So that should be soon. End quote. I think, John, I agree with you that I think I think Brady just wants to announce formally on his own. I don't. Yeah, I think I think he's upset. I think he told his close circle he's retiring. And they got uh, leaked, and I think he's upset about it. So he just wants people to like have be on the dust. Yeah. Did you see the CBS report um, from this morning that said that I didn't check that until we um, until we wrapped up recording the this previous part that you'll hear in a minute for the listeners. Um, so I, I don't. I think he will be retiring. He wants to make that formal na- announcement himself. Go out on his own terms. I bet. Um, but as you mentioned, John. We're going to go off that he is retiring from football. Um, you mentioned the Super Bowl 20 to three, the greatest day of your life. It's definitely one of the greatest, definitely one of the greatest um, nights of my life. Um, you know, turning to Mr. Coletti after the end of the third quarter, and he's like, what, what's the percent chance we got here? And I said, according to ESPN, it's, it's 0.3%. Um, and then the superstition in front of the fireplace, the whole thing, John, I'm sure. Um, you know, you being there was was incredible there in Houston. Um, Houston, yeah. I, I just uh, going through the playoff logs here, just to, like try, try to jog the memory of some of these amazing Brady memories from like our our lifetime, because we we were too young to remember. You know, the first three Super Bowls, yeah. um, twenty fourteen. Um, 48 to 22 win against the Colts um, in the divisional round Uh, 2015. Of course, that crazy game against the Ravens, 35, 31. Um, Edelman touchdown pass. I remember that. Flea flicker. Um, The Colts that 45 to seven, the AFC conference championship game that of course uh, to be known later as deflate gate. Uh, yep. 2016 beating Kansas City 27 to 20. I guess that was with Alex Smith. To be honest, I kind of completely forget that game. Yeah, I don't. That was a playoff game. Yeah, I'm just going through playoff games. I remember that right game. Now. Okay, um, I don't remember that. 2017, we beat Houston 34 16, and then Pittsburgh in the conference championship game 36 17. I like very loosely remember that. Um, nah, that was a year Pittsburgh like should have beat us in the regular season. Uh, when that guy, remember that guy? He caught a touchdown, and then they called it incomplete. 
Oh, the survive uh, the ground rule. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Big Ben threw a pick in the goal. Yeah, that's that game. God damn, survive the ground was that long ago? Yeah. Shit. For reference for the listeners, um, 2017 was when we were in eighth grade. So 2016 was seventh grade. 2015 was sixth grade. Um, 2018 here, freshman in high school, beat Tennessee 35-14. We beat that Blake Bortles Jaguar team with that crazy defense. That was another game. Yeah. We that was won that game. That was an all-time great Brady game. Um, I believe there were multiple like third and long, fourth and longs to keep the game alive. Honestly, no, I, I think the craziest game was the Chiefs in the conference championship. Yeah, I don't know if you. I don't think. It, yeah, and then yeah, the very next that. year, very next year, you beat the Chargers 41-28, and then go into Arrowhead and triumphantly beat them thirty-seven thirty-one in overtime. And that was, that was you know, that was a road victory in the playoffs. Because if you look on these game logs, and that's this is what it felt like, the only time the Patriots would play on the road in the playoffs would be at Denver. Lost them twice in the conference championship games. Um, Ooh, we lost them twice? In 2014 and 2016, both games were – well, the second one was closer. I believe that was the one where we got it to Gronk, and then we, like, we missed yeah, it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that game. What, what was the other game that wasn't close? That was the game Brady got sacked, like, a frick ton. So yeah, so the that was the one where um, I guess uh, that was Manning's last year, or was Manning's last year twenty twenty? That was, that was, that was Man- the time Brady got sacked like twenty like or uh, eight times, right? So yeah, those were the only. So the Kansas the at Arrowhead game was the first time in our conscious fandom that we had witnessed a, a, a Brady Belichick team win on the road in the playoffs. So that was a big moment. Um, and then of course for his Buccaneers career, the four wins last year in the playoffs all on the road yeah. and winning it at, at home. First time that's ever happened. Hopefully Stafford doesn't do that this year. That would feel wrong if Stafford would, were to do that with the Rams. It's in the Chargers stadium. Chargers and Rams share SoFi stadium, John. Huh? Are we on the same page right now? I thought the Rams were uh, – never mind. I don't know. I thought the Rams were somewhere else. The, this, the Rams and the Chargers have shared the state, the same stadium for two years, correct? I did not know that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, so um, – and then there's all the regular season games. I remember there's like a Kendrell Tompkins game. Oh, yeah. Down the Saints. Yeah, against the Saints. Yeah, uh, well, the Browns game in like 2013 when they onside kicked it like twice. Tom Brady was just and and we can't even do it justice because we weren't like shit. It, like he he was winning playoff games before I was born, before you were born for sure. Um, well, so tw- I was of course O two, John. You were O three. Um, so we can't do the full thing, full justice. One of the most impressive stats, I think, is, you know, he's got, what, 34, 35 career playoff wins. The next most is 16. Yeah, that's re up. That's insane. Um, I'm going to go through some stats here that Danny Heitfitz put out. Um, yep, Joe Montana's second place with 16 wins. Ever since Peyton Manning retired, right, it was Brady Manning, Brady Manning, the rivalry. Ever since Manning retired, Brady has been to four Super Bowls. As, yeah, as Max Kellerman stated, um, you know, after his um, his Brady will fall off a cliff take, 
after he made that statement, Brady has gone on to have a Hall of Fame career in itself ever since that comment was made. Um, Brady has more conference championships, 10, than Drew Brees has won in total playoff games, nine. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, it, it's so crazy when thinking, like, how all these all-time great quarterbacks, like Drew Brees, uh, Aaron Rodgers, like, these all-time great quarterbacks get one to two Super Bowls. Most of them got one. And then obviously, you have, like, the Peyton Manning, the two, uh, who honestly kind of got carried and kind of got lucky his final year. But uh, you got, like, all these quarterbacks, like Russell Wilson won, um, and, and then Brady just has seven. It just shows how much – how much of a go he was, how and how much greater he was overall than everyone. And not just individual players, but teams. He has more championships like than any other franchise. Yep. That's that's actually unreal. Um I saw this one. This was as of last year. So with with uh the, the Buccaneers not reaching the Super Bowl this year, it throws off the stat. But as of last year, Tom Brady. Uh, was in his 10th Super Bowl in his 19th full-time season, meaning that he had a better chance to be in the Super Bowl than Michael Jordan had to make a shot in his career. Yeah. Um, Which just shows how much better of uh, comparing sports. Obviously, it's very hard to do, but Brady is just so much better than Michael Jordan, in my opinion. Because for a Super Bowl, the best team doesn't have to win. For basketball, almost every time the best team wins since it's best out of seven right although i would push back you know in football you don't play both sides of the ball in basketball That's you true. um brady has 14 seasons where he reached the conference championship games joe montana and troy aikman didn't even have 14 seasons as a starter and um as you heard or as actually you will hear for the listeners um Rohit, um it thinks very highly of Joe Montana. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, I know you put out, you know, the Buccaneers, what they could do with the quarterback position next year. Um, would you, I'm, I would, I'll allow you to, to explain that. But for me, at least, it's more about um, just trying to celebrate and reflect on Yeah, Brady. Yeah, I agree. That should be the main point. I just did it to make, you know, interesting to discuss it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I could go on uh, Brady, how good he was, uh, what he meant to the Pats fans. Uh, yeah, because we watched him for so long, and there's so many amazing memories um, because of him. Yeah, um, I was going – I know everybody oh, – yeah, here is – real quick, I want to bring this up. Um, what uh, – I was thinking, like, what if Brady doesn't retire as a Patriot? If he doesn't sign that one-day contract as a Patriot? Um, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Is that like really? a, is that becoming a big deal now? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how commonplace it is for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not going to have a hot take on something I don't really know much about. I think it would be very cool if he were to retire as a Patriot. Um, I thought, of, of course, you know, you know, we have bias. I thought it was um, disrespectful to have, you know, the – the, the networks with the the graphics that was half Patriots, half Buccaneers, like 20 versus two is, is not equal here. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, but, you know, I understand for the graphics point of view, it's not like they can make that. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
visually representative. Um, mm -hmm. What was the other point I wanted to make? Um, fuck. Uh, I guess uh, I'll, I'll say this. I don't, I don't, I don't think this was the point I wanted to make, but you know, we'd host the Super Bowl party every year and we would kind of just take it for granted how excellent the Patriots were with Grady and, We'd be like, all right, see you guys next year as if it was like Thanksgiving dinner, like see yeah. you next year. Yeah. And like, I know uh, like Dave Portnoy would be like, you know, the season for the Patriots doesn't start until the AFC championship game because goddamn, it was for every year, first round by divisional round win, and we're in the AFC conference championship game. Rinse, rinse and repeat. Like, that's crazy to think about. That's like utterly absurd how – how like automatic at least like a final four appearance was that that's unreal. Yep. Um, oh, Bijan just said something in the chat. Oh, it's probably something about Brady not retiring. No, it's who? Uh, he, he, it's what? It's dumb. Um, <laughs> um, let me let, let me look at um. If you go to his game log for his seasons, it it's truly remarkable. Um, I mean, he was what a three-time MVP. He was twice an MVP during the run during that stretch in between the two, three, three-year Super Bowl runs. You know, I think one of the biggest accomplishments he did was winning the AFC East every single season. Yeah. Um, wow. If you look at these records, holy shit, like Here's what we experienced like in our like conscious lifetime. 20 like 2012, 12 and 4, 2013, 12 and 4, 2014, 12 and 4, 2015, 12 and 4, 2016. That was his the uh the deflate gate suspension year. He went 11 and 1 as a starter and probably would have yeah. been MVP if he had played the full season. Uh 2017, 13. That year was Oh, wait, that was a Seahawks year, right? 2016 no, 2017 no that was the falcons year that's oh, what made that it even, that's right. what made it even right 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 because we all booed the shit out of Goodell when he yeah that yeah was, dude, that was that was also an amazing moment at that game uh when Goodell had to hand him that trophy everyone was it was one of the loudest stadiums i've ever heard even yes. though it was only half filled with past fans yep and the, oh, yep and that brings me to the uh what i remember i wanted to say which was you know it was when one of these type of events happens, it's first team all every single guy follower on your Instagram page will be post will be reposting the, you know, the ESPN sports center thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was like, let's, let's, let's go through Brady's Instagram and find a moment that I thought was really cool. Let's go 23. And he does his, um, his, the hoisting of the Super Bowl of the Lombardi trophy. Um, just how fucking um how much he motivated like the entire new england region um 11 he's like i'm i'm bringing this sucker home yep that was goosebumps that's goosebumps yeah. city right there um fuck i missed that those were the times um 2018 11 5 2019 12 and 4 then he goes to tampa but um Man, 35 playoff wins, next most 16, 10 Super Bowl appearances, seven rings, more than any other franchise in history. Um, the undisputed GOAT. And as you mentioned, John, with all those quarterbacks who've only won one or two, 
I think that's why I think the only person who we can say right now has a chance is Mahomes because this if he re, re, reached the Super Bowl, which I think he will be, that, that'll be his third consecutive Super Bowl, and he could win a second one here at the age of, what, like 25, 26? Yeah, but also he's not on his big deal yet, so I think once that hits, it's going to be a lot harder for him. Right, right, right. Um, and just think of all the different receivers Brady threw to. Um, yeah, Mahomes is fucking Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, like. I mean, yeah, so Brady, you know, Dion Branch, Wes Welker, um, Gronk, obviously, Edelman, uh, Danny Amendola, uh, <laughs> Kendrell Tompkins. Pump the brakes for a bit. Tom Brady is not in front of the bus of his plans to retire. Yeah, Okay, well, yeah. I don't know if there's anything more to – I don't, like – would you, like, emotionally wise, John, are you more, like, sad or – Yeah, definitely sad, definitely sad. Yeah, and – and, you know, there's, you know, the Q's friends here, you know, trying to make digs at Brady. Uh, there's some Giants fans who are like, yeah, he still lost the Giants twice. Um, to the haters, I can't believe Fuck you. Fuck. fuck you, haters. To the haters That's what we have to of say. Tom Brady. Six yep. Super Bowls, fuck you. Yep, you can go fuck passes. yourself. Um, yeah, fuck you. Continue to hate. Yeah, fuck the haters. Yeah, if you can't appreciate greatness, then – um. You know, I feel bad. This is why you're fans of a poverty franchise. That's all I have, all I have to say. And I, you know, I actually wanted to make this point with you, John. If you had uh, awaken, awoken on time for the for the main show, um, too early. yeah, one one thirty p.m. Too early for John, I guess. But I think because uh, I was thinking about this with Brady and all the rumors this week of his retirement, and you know, now it now it seemingly happened. Um, LeBron. I think I'm starting to take LeBron for granted. I, I think I need to make a concerted yep. effort to watch Thank you. games. Yep. You um, yep. Just because Especially how great he is too. And this also because crazy. uh this Lakers team is bad. So he's not gonna win this year. He won't be in like the conversation. I, I, I think he wins it. I think he wins it. So if he wins it this year, would you say he's the go? If he, wins, of, if he wins with this harky jerk team with Russell Westbrook, then he yep. like shit. Um, that would be very, very impressive. Um, but just just thinking about man, the day LeBron retires, am I gonna be able to sit there and say, I I enjoy, I like enjoyed um most of his greatness, or did I take it for granted? And I don't know. I think I did take some of some of Brady for granted with all those consecutive Super Bowl appearances and whatnot and conference title appearances, like 14 conference title appearances, 35 playoff wins, seven Super Bowls, 10 Super Bowl appearances. That's crazy. Um, so LeBron, um, I wonder what LeBron will have to say about this. Um, I bet he'll, I bet he'll give Tom a big, a big shout out. Oh, definitely. He might even make like a whole, like they're going to hashtag, hashtag kid from Flint, Michigan. They're definitely going to do a partnership docu-series later down the road. Yeah, definitely, yep. But, yeah, kind of a, a sad day because um, it kind of stopped the sports world, I feel like. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, like, I think Brady's kind of selfish to do it before the Super Bowl, but. Well, I mean, his season just ended, so. Yeah, that's true. true. Kind of a normal time to reflect on if you want to continue or not. And like as we mentioned, I think that he did care about what his family had to say and about his kids like growing up. Yeah, I, and honestly, I think he wasn't 
Honestly, he might have not even planned to announce it until the Super Bowl, but I think it just got weak for the inner circle. And now I think he's pissed about it. That's why he's having um, everyone, like, undelete the things and shit. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I'm trying to think of ways to spin zone him going out on a loss. I mean, the fact that they were down 27-3 to and came back to tie it. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, This is breaking news. TB12 called Bucks GM Jason Lynch to inform him he has not made up his mind about retiring or not. Jason, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, I believe that we're both kind of calling that bluff, if you even want to call it a bluff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he is. He's definitely retired, but I, he's just definitely so pissed that um, it got leaked. Yeah, this is just ultimate, like, competitive, fiery Brady. Just being, yeah. like, just being like, I want to get the last laugh here. Uh, I hope he comes back. Imagine if he comes back and wins the Super Bowl. Oh my God! I mean, that would be perfect. I would love that. Uh, that's what a you know to win to go out to go out with a Super Bowl. But he has seven again, more than any franchise. Yeah, it's like it's not like Rogers, like, but yeah. Um, so that's that's it for this part of the podcast. Um, you guys, the listeners, will get, will get, you'll hear the 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 main part of the podcast now but we just wanted to mention brady because he's he's more than deserving of his own segment here um so so shout out to the goat the undisputed goat tom brady and uh and yeah without further ado here is the rest of the episode commenced all right ctp 118 conference championship preview rams 49ers Bengals, Chiefs. We're here with Bro and Bijan. I'm awesome. John is still waking up. Thankful that Bijan could uh, come to for come to the show today. That Ro, back in Carlisle, could come to the show today. We start off here, Bijan. Um, Rams team. We'll start with the 49ers Rams game. Uh, Rams uh, laying three and a half points. Bijan, this is a Rams team who ended the season for your Buccaneers and possibly Brady's career. We might get to that a little bit later. Yeah. Meanwhile, they have to face a Niners team who, you know, with Shanahan, 6-0 and in its last six meetings against McVay and the Rams. Uh, SoFi Stadium is mostly Niners fans, despite the initial effort of the Rams to re- restrict the ticket sales. What do you believe, Bijan, that this Rams team can do to put themselves in a position to finally get over the hump against the Niners? What do I think they can do, or what do I think will happen? I mean, it's kind of a little bit – it's kind of, kind of the same sort of deal whatever, however you want to answer that. Um, well, in my opinion, I think the Niners are going to win. Um, but what the Rams have to do is they have to stop the run, really. I mean, um, that's one issue for them because if a team that runs the ball like them, like what the Rams like to do, they like to, you know, send a lot of people from – obviously, they like to get after the, the – the, they like to get after the, the quarterback. So when you have Donald and Vaughn and um, – Leonard Floyd and uh, Greg Gaines, all those them boys down there, in the trenches. Um, their main specialty is, you know, getting to the quarterback, lining up, and then um, just kind of feasting um, and blitzing and like rushing from different sides. Um, and personally, that is not a great matchup for. And personally, the the Niners, in my opinion, are not a great matchup for them because. The Niners will run the ball down your throat, just play after play after play after play, which really wears down a defense. And then that hard play action that they have can open up Kittle and uh, 
Debo and of course Debo from the backfield. So, um, and then the Niners defense is, is arguably close to as fierce. Um, maybe doesn't have quite the front forward they have, but they have better linebackers. So um, I like this game for 49ers, but what the Rams have to do is we know that the Niners are going to run the ball. So they're going to have to really just stop the run, which I don't know if they'll be able to, I don't think they'll be able to do. And then, cause the Rams linebackers suck. Um, like they're like, they, obviously their front four is good, but like they're, they're like middle linebackers are, are, are like kind of like not irrelevant. So um, I, I like this, I like this uh, game for the Niners and it will still be, there'll still be a lot of Niners fans in that building. Cause um, I was, I was, even though that it's going to be restricted to LA, I still think a lot of the people in LA are, are Niner fans. Yeah. And also I think like the secondary market, I don't know how ticket sales work really, but um, there, the idea is that there would be at least 50% Niners fans. I heard a number might be 65% row. Uh, Bijan believes that the Niners can run this ball, can run the ball against the Rams effectively. You were a Packers fan last weekend, as we saw Debo Samuel had a third and seven, basically um, seal a deal run to end that, uh, your hopes and dreams for the Packers. Do you yeah. believe Bijan that the 49ers can, uh, can do damage against the Rams in the run game? Mm, I don't think so. I think the Rams got this. I, the spread is 3.5, and I'm looking at this from a, a bank perspective, and I think the Rams could cover. And if I, if I were the Rams, I would probably, I'd probably put them up at least at least a score. I'd say at least a score they're going this game by. I don't see it being that close. I don't believe in the, in the Niners' offense. Um, the Packers game, I think they kind of just got, like, lucky off the uh, Packers' special teams, which was uh, horrific. But as long as the Rams have a competent special teams. I think they'll be fine. They've got good offense. Their defense is pretty good, I'd say. Um, Ramsey did get burned in the last play against Evans. I don't know what was up with that. But, you know, it was a very convincing win, even though Brady managed to come back a little bit. I still think. A little the, bit. The game was tied at 27 after it was 27 to 3. A little bit. A Brady comeback is a little bit because he didn't win. A Brady comeback would be if he won. So. Okay, fair. We'll call it a little bit. And then, you know, Matt Stafford ending Brady's career. Amazing. And no, I think he's no, got this in the bag. All right. Well, if you say he's got in the bag, oh, you know, special team bailed out the 49ers win last week for the Packers. But, uh, again, this 49ers team has beat this Rams team six straight times, or I think every time the Rams have been favored as well. Um, and that's kind of my big point with this whole thing is that 49ers have their number. And yet you're still the underdog. You're still a three-point underdog. I mean, last year, Bijan, with your Bucks team, the Saints beat you guys twice, and the Saints were favored in that third match of the playoffs. This 49ers team beat this Rams team twice in the regular season and is still an underdog with a probably a home, a home field advantage, and they've already won two games in the road, and they kind of have Team of Destiny vibes that they had to win that Week 18 comeback from 17-0 against this Rams team, win there, win in Dallas, winning Green Bay, and all they have to do is beat this Rams team who they've won six straight times against to reach the Super Bowl. I agree with Bijan here that I feel I think that Destiny's on the side of the 49ers, and I think that as dumb as this might sound, I think a guy like Debo Samuel and how physical he is and kind of like the kind of swagger he has, I think a guy like that is destined. And like that, that iteration of him out of the backfield, I think he's destined to play in a Super Bowl. I don't know how you could possibly counter that, Ralph. See, see, I agree with you that they're going to win, but I don't the sixth straight thing to me is is um a little misleading because honestly like law of averages bound like the Rams are bound to win one of these games you know 
So the six straight wins almost like makes me like a little more nervous. Doesn't that doesn't really make any sense? But I feel like they're both good football teams. So normally, good two good football teams like don't beat each other six times in a row, or like like a one good football team like normally doesn't beat another good football team six times in a row. So I feel like it might average. Like I'm a little nervous that it may like average out. Um, but I still like the, the Niners. Here's my thing. When you go in on Sunday, you're 0-0. There's no one who's won or lost. I don't care about the past. On that day, 0-0. And then when that game ends, someone's going to win. It's a clean slate. And you want to talk about swagger? You want to talk about swagger? Yes. OBJ, king of swagger. Sean McVay, king of swagger. Sean McVay? Sean McVay? Sean McVay got so much swagger. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, my gosh. He literally was an NFL coach when he was 30. I don't know what gets more swag in that. Sean McYay. I mean, I love Jimmy G. Uh, Mr. Fall, shout out for saying that I look like Jimmy G. I completely agree. So do a lot of people. But today, I'm sorry, my brother. The Rams are going to take it. Not today, tomorrow. But Jimmy G. Tomorrow, the Rams are going to be 1 0. I'll tell you that much. All right. Uh, you don't need to sound like Adam Sandler in the, in the longest yard there, bro. Although that was a nice speech. But. Um, to Bijan's point, which I think is more practical to the conversation. It's good. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, bro. Um, yeah, it doesn't concern me that, you know, you can see the storyline of McVay finally beating Shanahan. Here we go. And, you know, a triumphant post-game storyline. He's, you know, hosting the NFC Championship. And they're, oh, hello. And, and they're, you know, they're, they're in their home stadium for the Super Bowl and, and all that. And, does it concern me, Bijan, that um, the Rams' defense here in the playoffs has held their opponents to 13% third-down conversion as a defense? Uh, only three of, three of 23 uh, for offenses against them. Um, however, one of those games was against Tyler Murray, and uh, he was just horrific. So to that point, and I don't know, bro, I don't, I don't know if you're factoring in, uh, you know, Cam Akers into the equation here. I know Bijan kind of has an anti-Cam Akers thing because he believes he was trying to injure his Buccaneers players last week and he fumbled twice kind of doing so. Um, so, Ro, as a, as a Rams backer, does the Cam Akers fumbling concern uh, kind of hesitate you in your pick? I'm going to counter that and say that it actually helps us. I think there's a lot of defensive collapses in the game against the Bucs. And I think that was kind of like a wake-up call because the game was so dominant, Rams, the entire time. And then there was like this huge scare. And I think it just kind of woke us up. And I think it's like snap back to reality type of deal. And I think it's going to help us in the end. And I think they'll help us prepare for the Niners. I think it was a great game. Put you through a lot. Cam Akers' first game back, and he went through so much. I know that he had the fumble at the end, and he almost blew it. Thank God they won. But I just think that I'll just better prepare them. Honestly. Yeah, that's a great spin zone by you. That a running back who fumbles the ball, it's it's a better thing for him that he has fumbling issues as, as a wake up call. I, I don't I mean, whatever. I mean, maybe it would concern you that a team that was up twenty seven to three couldn't put the put couldn't put it away. I I, I would especially having a seventeen nothing lead against this four ers team just three weeks ago. Do they know how to finish the job? I mean you could you could argue that it was the Bucks coverage that helped them get the over the top pass to Cooper Cup there against I believe it was Whitehead on that play to set up the, the spike in the game winning field goal. I think the, the Rams game, it like there's so many jokes about it after that it was scripted, and it honestly felt like it was the how ridiculous it was. Like the way 
it was going in the end and for Brady and everything that happened was ridiculous. And that game was like a game of a lifetime, honestly. That's like a once in a lifetime type thing. And yeah. I think that the chances of that happening again are very low, but I think that's great for the Rams to come out of that alive and to have this week to prepare for the Niners. I think the Niners are a very different team than the Bucs, but I still think that it's just better preparation for them. And you could say that they almost blew a lead, or you could say they just barely survived, but in the end they won, and I think they learned a lot from it. They just a blowout win. And I think they're right. better prepared for the Niners. Right. Um, as a personal aside, I don't know how much the listeners will care for this, but my, my flight to Syracuse was delayed. And it was the third quarter, fourth quarter, I think. And it was 27-3. I think they had that fumble, the Cooper Cup fumble as I was boarding. And then it was just on the on the tarmac there for like 45 minutes. And we we're finally pulling out once the game's tied up 27-27, falling on the ESPN game pass. And the guy in front of me is like losing his shit. I, I actually thought something was mentally wrong with him because he was falling along. And when they kicked the field goal to win the game, he's like celebrating. And it turns out he's a Rams fan. I thought he was actually <coughs> like almost like like worse than like what a Louis would do, Bijan, in that kind of situation. Um, if you know what I mean. Not to throw shit on Louis, like a ricochet shot there. I got you. But, Louis. Yeah, yeah. I have like one final thing no, that I believe me, in for the yes, Bijan, go ahead. If we're talking about the Bucks later, I'll hold this point. But if if this is more about the Rams and I don't really have much else to say. Yeah, um, I just have one final thing here. I, I wish John was here to, uh, you know, assess some of these players. But I guess, Bijan, you could tell me. You're probably more familiar with these names than, than Ro would be. But on the 49ers team, there's a bunch of guys who I just feel really good about backing. And, again, these are guys that Ro's betting against for tomorrow's game. So let's go through the list here. Bijan, you tell me uh, when I get to a name of a guy that you, like, don't totally believe in on the 49ers team. All right. So you got Devo Samuel, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Rick Armstead, Kyle Juszczyk, Jimmy Ward, Elijah Mitchell, Alex Mack, Dre Greenlaw. Yeah, those are all good players. Um, but the Rams also do have a lot of good players. Um, yes, they do. Uh, yeah, Rick Armstead, D. Ford, uh, Buckner. Uh, uh, no, sorry, not Buckner. Um, uh, uh, Nick Bosa. I mean, that that's a pretty fierce pass rush there. They also have that uh, Javon Kinlaw dude. I don't think he's that great. He was drafted. He was he's in on the first. IR. Is he? I believe he's on IR. Yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't that great, but um, he's still pretty. Um, they they have a they have a good they have a good team. Both teams have a good team now. If you look, go to the Rams. Donald, um, Von Miller, uh, Leonard Floyd, uh, Greg Gaines, and then like Ramsey and um. Rams also have a, have a good team. Yeah. Um, I can definitely see Roe being, like, you know, in my face about, oh, look at OBJ, like, dropping his nutsack all over Jimmy G or whatever. No, OBJ is irrelevant, honestly. I think OBJ might have, like – I could see him going for, like, three catches, 40 yards, but he'll get a touchdown in there and he'll call him, like, this. Yeah. OBJ is irrelevant. Like, he's, like you – know, he's just, like, an average wide receiver, too. All right. Let's do our – our official um like prediction uh obviously know who, who we're picking here but if we could do a score prediction as well i'm gonna go on a limb and say i think it'll be rams rams 28 niners nine that's my score i think Damn. i think it'll be like three field goal by niners that's so i'm gonna see it 
damn, that's a statement right there. I'm gonna I guess give Bijan time to think about his score. I'm I mean, gonna... I, I I have a score in mind. Um, give me, give me twenty four twenty Niners. That's mine. Yeah. Really. That's mine. Yeah, it's my score. Four Niners twenty four Rams twenty. Um, so you know what that means. Um, that'll probably be wrong. Um, you know. But we move along to Bengals Chiefs. Um, Chiefs are laying seven. Uh, Rose pumping his fist, I believe. I want to think that's going to be him backing Joe Burrow again is my initial thought. With, with I told, I've been saying this. I've been saying this for so long. Joe's taking him all the way. No, nah, I don't think it's all the way. They don't feel like a team that's ready this year to win a Super Bowl, to win a Super Bowl. Their team is not good. Like, honestly, like, their team is not – it just says how good Joe Burrow is. Their team is not very good. Obviously – uh, their skill position guys are good. They got obviously Burrow and then Mixon and then uh, Chase Higgins and uh, and uh, Boyd and Uzama is pretty good too. Other than that, their own line's pretty shitty, like we saw. Um, their defense has their moments, but they're not like a great defense. They got some good players, but yeah, honestly, like it's so they, they can add a lot to their team too. So um, I don't really think I don't really expect them to win um, because I just don't think that their team is that good. But definitely their their future is. Uh, obviously insanely bright because they can just add to the O-line, which will make Burrow even better. Dude got sacked nine times last game and didn't flinch at all. Like, their defense is – they obviously, like, as you said, they have, they have some good players, but they're not, like, this dominating really defense at all. So, I do think that they're not quite ready. Yeah, it was an incredible interception by Mike Hilton, for example, last weekend. You know, they got Hendrickson there on the line. Hendrickson, um, I, I've always – I liked – like, last year, I remember I was talking to – Cole Seifer because they they lost like they're they're like a good player um I forget he went to the Jets they had a good pass rusher last year I don't remember his name and then he, he went to the Jets and I was telling Cole I was like no you got like I was saying you got Trey Hendrickson but he was like sad they lost that guy but Trey Hendrickson he's a good player yeah then they got like DJ Reader up the middle there as well not really familiar with his work but bro and Jesse uh, Bates is good yeah, bro, I'm going to try to uh, provide some evidence to suggest that the Chiefs will win this game. Patrick Mahomes, are you familiar with him? He's only lost two playoff games in his career. What are those two playoff games against? Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Or, excuse me, not even a junior. Why did I say junior? No, it is. Thomas oh, Edward, it is. It is. All right. Thomas um, Edward Patrick Brady Jr. So, yeah, against non-Tom Brady teams, Patrick Mahomes is undefeated in his playoff career. This is Joe Burrow, obviously. They got lucky. He's got the toughness um, and all that. Chiefs also, Rokeed, are 11-1 in their last 12 games. What was that one loss? Oh, to the Bengals, who they're definitely going to want revenge against, fix some of those mistakes, especially the secondary, the Jamar Chase. His his 50-plus point fantasy week was against them. They won't want that to repeat. Although, I guess watching – you know, the Bills picked them apart in Gabriel Davis last week, and I'm not sure how much better their their secondary has gotten. But um, I assume Chase won't go for 266 yards or whatever it was again. Um, and then also it feels like their triumphant unexpected victory was last week against Tennessee. I'm not sure if they can go into Arrowhead and win that game as well. So any any thoughts about, about all that stuff, Ro? Yeah, I think she's talking about the game. I think the Bengals, you just got to keep up with the Chiefs, you know. If you go down early, 
you can't be going down more than two scores because it's going to be hard to catch up. It's not going to be easy to catch up. I think the only way the Bengals win this game is that they just keep it, if they just keep it close and they just pull away at the end. That's the only way they're going to win. They just got to keep up with the Chiefs. It's going to be very fast-paced. And, you know, they guess they made out alive against Buffalo. Very close, very exciting game. But against the Bengals, they simply have to keep up. Or the Bengals against the Chiefs, so I just have to keep up. That's how I see it. But I believe in the Bengals. I believe in Joe. Joe Shiesty is going to pull away. It's going to be great. I think it's going to be a great game regardless. Rahul. I don't know. I think you need a, a, lot, of, a lot of big – Big chunk yardage from Jamar Chase, bro. I think we'll get it. I think he'll deliver. I think Nixon will deliver. I think Boyd will deliver. Higgins, I think it'll be a great offensive game. Joe Burrow is very durable. He'll get sacked a lot. I can see him getting sacked a lot, but he's durable. He'll get right back up, make a play, I believe. Yeah, honestly, like, I definitely think that the – I think the Bengals have a better chance in this game, personally, than if they were to go to the Super Bowl, Um, just because – the Chiefs obviously have like they have good players in the D line, mainly Chris Jones. But I feel like either the Rams and I feel like Joe Burrow will get hit definitely a lot, but he's tough. But I feel like the Rams or the Niners, that D line against that O line would just it would it would not be it would not be pretty at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would find it hard to believe a scenario in which we're looking up uh, what. 16 days from now in the suit and the Cincinnati Bengals are Super Bowl champions. I find that a hard um, thing to close my eyes and believe about, you know, great story. I love Joe Burrow. I think we all, yeah, we'd, we'd love it. Um, and it, I guess, I guess it'd be cool to see someone, you know, knock off the chiefs. Um, although it's to be kind of sad being not Brady and all that. Um, all right. Do you want to do a, uh, Predictions, score winners here. I, I'll, I'll go first so that, you know, people don't think I'm going off of Dijon because um, that was complete coincidence there last time. I got Chiefs 30, Bengals 17, 13-point margin of victory. Um, I can see it being more than that. Um, you know, you know, my dumb head, you know, given that this is the first of the two uh, games tomorrow, you know, I kind of see the parallels to the, the March Madness Final Four. It's how we've seen some blowouts in the first of the two games there in the past, you know. Think about it last year, row Baylor Houston that first game, 19 more 19 point margin of victory. 2016, of course, Villanova beat that buddy healed Oklahoma team by 44 points. 2015, Duke beat Michigan State by 20. So we've seen blowouts in the first game, and I can kind of see that parallel going here. CBS first game, Chiefs kind of run away with it, go back to the Super Bowl for what the third time in the last four years, or actually three straight years, honestly. And then uh, you can re- rematch there with the not with the Niners. Um, Dijon, Dijon, what's your score? I think it's a close game. I do. Um, gotta go with the Chiefs. Unfortunately, I don't want to pick the Chiefs. Um, my score: 35-31. Mm. Mm. That's tough. All right, Ralph. I think it's going to be a game dictated by offense. And so I'm going to have to go with Bengals, 38-36. Damn, 38-36. So be a close one. Wow. Wow. I, I see this being one of the most – I mean, it's hard to top any of the games. I was about to say, how could you top what happened last Sunday night? But I see this game being one of the most entertaining of this offseason. Even though there are many, many entertaining games, especially last weekend, I see this game – being an excellent encore to last weekend. All right. And then uh, one final thing for the conference championship round here. 
prediction, personal predictions aside, what do you guys think would be like the coolest or like most intriguing Super Bowl matchup out of these four four combinations, bro? Personally, Chiefs Chiefs um Niners rematch would be fun. Yep, I agree. And they should get Shakira back for the for the halftime show. It would be good. Okay. Dijon, that's funny. I on our Spanish class on Thursday, we uh we, our teacher had us our professor. Uh, uh, had us watch five minutes of the Shakira JLo halftime performance, what? and uh, yeah, my buddy was was excited about that. Um, so I, I was I was thinking of you when when uh when that <laughs> that video was playing, and I remember how um in in awe I guess you were in the moment of that performance. Mm-hmm. Row comments. Okay, I know Bijan's gonna think for that, but that's his thing. Personally, I think a most entertaining matchup. Um, Rams, just because they have so many big names. Um, nothing against the Niners. I just think a Rams would be very entertaining. And then I'd probably say the Chiefs, although Chiefs Niners would be a good rematch of the previous Super Bowl. But I'm going to say the Rams and the Chiefs, just because there's so many big names. There's so many entertain- the two big, most entertaining teams to watch, in my opinion. And I love the Bengals. I think they're going to win. I think Chiefs. Rams will be the most entertaining. That's my nightmare. Chiefs, Rams. I hate both those teams. I just think they're the biggest names, biggest stars, and that's on the biggest stage. That's all I get. I mean, bro, with the Bengals, it seems like, you know, you mentioned, I don't know if it was pre-show before we, we started officially taping here, but um, how you said <laughs> that, like, the game was scripted last week with, with um, Rams versus Bucks. I, if you're the NFL, it, I feel like it'd be kind of t- it'd be a lot tougher to market the Bengals out of the AFC and the Super Bowl than the Chiefs. The Chiefs kind of market themselves. Um, and I know Cincinnati fans might not want to hear that, um, Cole Seifer, but it seems like if the NFL was truly rigged, um, it was it's going to be an even more of an uphill battle for Cincinnati tomorrow. I guess would be my point. I think Bengals Rams would be like the least intriguing of the four. Um, Burrow, Stafford, two guys where number nine being super tough, takes a lot of sacks, whatever. Um, Dijon here, Tom Brady, Buccaneers, is he going to mm-hmm. retire? I mean, I don't know. I don't know the guy. Um, but if he did, I mean, he's had the greatest career of any football player ever. Um, you know, and, you know, what he did on on, on Sunday was actually incredible. Um, they, I mean, they didn't have, like, First of all, so they don't have Godwin, Antonio Brown, and then a bunch of other um, – that Cyril Grayson dude who he, Brady started to like, he didn't play. Um, Brashad Perriman didn't play. So he was out – he was out – like none of his receivers played. And then also um, other than Mike Evans. And then Tyler Johnson got injured, and he broke his ribs um, after he took a big hit. So he was really just relying on Gronk and Evans – and a bunch of guys that, and then Scotty Miller doesn't have like really much of a, like a rhythm with the group at all because Arians likes bigger wide receivers who can block. So it was, re- I think people, I, I really, I realized a few days later, like th- I know that they, the defense and the fumbles like really helped them, but, and also to have without worse and just that whole thing. So I was, and I was, what he almost pulled off was really, really great. And um, it was unfortunately ruined by, uh, Todd Bowles' decision to have uh, to blitz and have Antoine Winfield guard Cooper Cup one on one. So, but yeah, I don't. 
Uh, I hope he doesn't retire because that'd be that'd be hard for for Bucks fans. Yeah, it, I would. Uh, the Patriots fan, I, I'd hate to. I wouldn't like to see him retire. That might be my personal fan selfishness talking. Obviously, it's his decision, and as he mentioned, um, it's a, also a family decision that goes into it. So I wouldn't want him to play, you know, one last season if you know he didn't have the support of his family and whatnot. Um, although from parent, uh, from a fan perspective, I'd love to see him do one one more year, and because. To me, I I would love to see Tom Brady go out uh, as a Super Bowl champion, um, off of a Super Bowl win. Obviously, he's a seven-time champion. But it'd be a very sad day. I know Roe would probably be celebrating when it happens because um, he's he just loves to be the contrarian. He's addicted to be the contrarian on everything ever. But uh, Brady's just imp- he's impossibly great, like what Skip says. It's impossibly great. You want to know great? Dan Marino. That's great. Oh my! Oh yeah. So Rose decided. Brady's good. Uh, Brady's good. Marino's great. All right. So yeah, Rose decided yeah. that he's gonna have his goat as Dan Marino just because he's Rohit's an asshole. Dan Marino. Just... Dan Marino. Dan Marino is underrated. Facts. He is incredibly underrated. So underrated. Yeah, some might even say he's the goat, bro. Like you. Yeah. Very few. He's similar <laughs> to Rogers. The proud. When Tom Brady does retire, it'll probably be an emergency podcast. Maybe. I don't know, actually. Probably not. Depends I wonder on uh, if Rogers stays in Green Bay. I don't know. I, I'd be a, that wouldn't be a bad uh, next guy from Brady for Tampa. Got all the weapons. His, his uh, OC just took the, the Denver head, uh, head coaching spot, right? Yeah. And he's been rumored to Denver for like a year now. So that might be a destination for him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Re- do you have any thoughts on the uh, grind Dayball now going to the Giants? I don't really care. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he's fat, but good, good coordinator. Yeah. I was going to ask this for John um, with, you know, Mac and, you know, seeing how Mahomes and Allen played last week. Does it scare you that, you know, <laughs> in the AFC with Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Herbert? I've been saying this. I've yeah. been saying this for a while. Although, like, I would push back and be like, in a one-game situation, we could game plan for them. I do think in a shootout, like, there's no way Mac Jones would have won that game in Arrowhead last week. I mean, we got blown up by 30, as, you know, in Buffalo the week before. So, uh, I mean, we've beaten Herbert twice here in the last two years. So, I mean, I think it's a game-by-game thing. But um, Allen and Mahomes are – Incredible. Just incredible. I just don't think I don't see Jones being better than Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Lamar, Burrow, even Trevor Lawrence. And then you start to get and then there's also a bunch of other young guys. You also got um I see I also think Zach Wilson man be, be be pretty good. Um I just think Mac will probably be and right now like Derek Carr is better than him. I think Mac will probably be like seventh, eighth quarterback, best quarterback in the conference, which isn't bad. Yeah, Zach Wilson gonna... is all I have to say. What do you mm. have to say? Zach Wilson's best attribute is his mom. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. Real, real ones know. Real ones know. If you're listening mm. to this and you know, you're a real one. Mm. Okay, thanks, bro. I guess final thing, Ro, um, we touched on something. We'll probably insert that um, in the back of this here after this. Um, Ro, big day college basketball. Any any bets you got going on today? Um, Cuse to cover. Nope, bad bet, <laughs> terrible bet. 
if you're listening to this, so Wake Forest has this guy named um this guy's name is incredible. Tinua Alondis Williams transfer from Oklahoma. Alondis Williams, he's averaging like 27 and 7 for the Demon Deacons this year. He's gonna be like an all-American um player. Um so Wake Forest beat us by three points in overtime, I believe three weeks ago to the day. And um this guy's incredible. That's when Jesse Edwards found out we had to go with Jimmy Beheim as the five in the zone, which, by the way, the zone gets picked apart every game once teams figure out how to, you know, drive with purpose and kick out and swing the ball and get the, the orange defensive rotation. It's just an absolute shit show. And then offensively, it's just down screens and hoping that Gerard or Buddy can make a three. Other than that, there's, like, no offense. It's just down screens, and it's just so bad to watch. Swider is now short on all his three attempts. His legs feel – his legs – it looks like his, he's playing with heavy legs. And, you know, we play basketball. We know how that, how that sucks. If, if you're playing with heavy legs, your shot never feels good. And uh, it's just terrible. And, um, yeah, so, Ro, I would not bet on Q's minus 1.5 tonight. Um, I, might say, but I, I actually think Kentucky. I, I think Kentucky could cover against Kansas. I think that might be a good one. My, my, I don't want to call it a lock, but my very favorite bet right now is Baylor minus two against Alabama. I think Alabama is a horrible basketball team and Baylor is the exact opposite. And I don't know why they're three point favorites. I don't know any injuries. I look into this, but that's no, it. No, I agree with you, Ro. I agree that I don't trust Alabama. With that said, they have beaten Houston and Gonzaga. And it's, so it seems like they seem like the kind of team that just wins these big games, but they lose to, you know, the Georges of the world. And they lose, mm-hmm. and they like can barely close out a game. You lose to Georgia. Oh my gosh! First the freaking natty, and then you lose in basketball. You can't even get basketball over Georgia. That's tough because Georgia you know, basketball is. You know, you know that Alabama fan base would be rowdy for this game. They have a good home crowd, and they're they do, they do. But then, like, can I, can I bring up something? Uh, completely off topic. Okay. A little bit off topic. Gabriel Davis just had a two hundred yards. And four touchdowns in a playoff game, and nobody's talking about it. I think people were talking about it. People weren't really talking about it. I didn't see anything about social media. I'm going to bet on that. So I'm going to bet like Gabriel Davis, three plus touchdowns. What? I don't know what the payout was, but it was crazy. I saw it on uh, some betting account on Instagram, but that's, that's good for him. It's probably his mom or something. I don't know. But, I, I can't believe it. Like, I feel like if, if I, I don't know, maybe it'd be different if they won or something, but. Oh, that's one of the that's an, that's an all time great playoff receiving performance, and it's just kind of gone under the radar. Nobody's talking about it. That was incredible. I I think people, Bijan, I think people acknowledge it, but I yeah, I, I guess I agree with you that yeah, people yeah, it. they acknowledge it, but they I mean they overlooked it's, it because of the, the thirteen seconds because Buffalo had the game, they had the game, they're celebrating thirteen seconds left, Mahomes two plays, kick a field goal, spot through forty nine yards and point shot. All right, can we not? Can we stop acting like Mahomes did anything on those plays? I think Gabriel Davis would have been glorified one if they won, two if he was just a bigger name player, but he's not, and they and they lost, and it's just kind of like no, but it's like it's smaller name players like BJ. Remember like your guy uh, Scotty Miller in Lambo last year, NFC title game, like he became like kind of a household name for like those that week. Scotty he did that play, that Super Bowl week yeah everyone so, knew Scott Miller Scotty yeah Scotty Miller um yeah there's our show um John will be upset that he wasn't on but that's what happens when you sleep in the 1 p.m. B. John do you think Maryland's gonna upset Indiana today 
Dude, Maryland, they suck. So I don't they, know. They're a good bastard to bet on sometimes. When I just feel it, I go for it, and they win. They made me some money. I, gotta pay I haven't watched the game in a minute. I'll probably actually, what time is the game? I might watch it actually. I haven't really got, I'm not trying to leave my room today. Um, two thirty. It's home too. You should go watch it. Like go there and watch it. I don't think. I don't know if we have fans right now. Did you guys just win at Rutgers, which is a tough place to win at? Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. They won a few good games. Yeah, if you're listening, though, this will probably come out tomorrow morning. So if you're you're listening to this, then you'll obviously under know that all these college basketball games went on Saturday. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Duke Louisville, by the way, what's the score at that? That's supposed to be an intriguing. I think it was tied last time I checked. We'll do a little score update here. First game without uh, uh, Chris Mack for Louisville. 47-45 Duke right now at the under 16. Oh, damn. LSU's getting shit on by TCU. Wow. State Michigan's close at the half. Um, this is so irrelevant for the listeners, actually. That yeah. Yeah. But all right. I think the beginning today is Baylor. I think Baylor, Alabama, Kansas, Kentucky, two big games. Go watch it. Yep. So Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky's plus five. I would I would flirt with the with the with the money line for Kentucky on that. Does Kansas have one of the best home crowds? Because against yeah. their win against Texas Tech, that that arena went dead silent when uh O'Shea Abaji was shooting free throws. I think Fog Allen Fieldhouse yeah, field is the best home court advantage in college basketball. That was crazy. I couldn't believe how quiet it was and how hype when O'Shea hit the three and how loud it got. It was an amazing game. Yep. That's I love these college overtime games. They're so fun to watch. But, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we get one tonight in the Dome. 30,000 people. I hope so, too. For the sake of my wallet, I hope so, too. Put the house on it. All right. Thank you to Rohit Souza and Bijan Sharif and Austin Barrett. And this has been Clean the Boards, 118. Have a good weekend. Go the football games. Bijan, I, saw the, I watched all this game last night. I, I, I was very disappointed in the fourth quarter performance. I didn't I watch saying, the fourth Ro, quarter. Ro and I were texting about it, actually. Really? Right, really? You were watching the Celtics? Well, I bet against them because they're my favorite team to bet against because they fucking suck. Yeah, it's, it's actually really good. Bro, you should bet against Syracuse tonight. We're somehow a one and a half point favorite against a team that's 17 and four. It makes no sense. Are you guys at home though? Yeah, it's the first game back with students in two months. So I, so it's probably that thing, but that, that makes a difference, honestly. They gotta do something to trade deadline. Nothing's gonna fix the team except the shooter. Like nah, the thing is like I didn't watch the fourth quarter yesterday, but like for the for the rest of the game, like they were just missing every three. Yes, Jalen missed a lot of threes. Richardson had a miss. Jalen had like two big misses that would have cut the lead, so less than five that didn't go down. Yeah, how did um, end up how did they end up losing by sixteen? Because uh, let me look at my notes. Actually, was it the very what, was it like the very they scored fifteen points in the fourth quarter? Al Horford had one point. What? Uh, yeah, he didn't do anything. Oh yeah, classic Celtics here. Down three, eight minutes left. Terrible isolation play with with Tatum. Everybody saw it coming. He barely hit the hit the rim on the three pointer. Then Bogdanovich goes the other way, hits a three. I think Robert Williams had a late contest on that. Down six, brutal. Um, then Trey, basically Trey Young just took over late. Um, Tatum was on him on a possession, and then he switched off to Schroeder at the last second and got beat there. Schroeder got beat, and Trey Young hit that off the glass, and then Schroeder. Decided to take it himself, like a little pump fake and go, one-footed off-balance drive, got blocked, and then 
Trey stepped back on time more than transition. And that was yeah, but that happened at the end of the first and second quarter. Like, they weren't – they just, like, things yeah. kind of spiraled out of control. Oh, it was terrible. Both the – like, the last offensive possession for first and second quarters ended without a shot attempt. They were overpassing. They couldn't get a shot off, which is just disgusting to see. Um, I like, see a little bit of improvement, though. I wasn't – I wasn't disgusted I mean, in, of, in the game, um, the, part, the parts that I saw. It felt um, like a game that the Hawks were going to win because they've been getting momentum now. They're they also just make every shot good. sometimes. Sometimes they actually make like every shot. It feels like like Gallinari, Bogdanovich. Oh, Gallinari Here. goes off against us. I I saw in like his last three games against us, he's shooting like seventy seven percent from the field. Wasn't he the one who had like ten threes against you guys? Yeah. Yeah. The Evan Fournier thing. Evan <laughs> Fournier. My, one of our friends who like doesn't follow basketball that much just just realized that Giannis is pulling up to the dome tonight. Why is Giannis pulling up to the dome? Because like there's some influencer Syracuse grad who has money and he like lures like A-listers to the dome for random games. So Giannis and Thanasis will be here randomly. Hmm. Hmm. 